0: I'd like to invite you on a walk. There is a feeling in the world today a feeling of smallness, of inability to change our own circumstances, what our ancestors might have associated with our own path, our own fate, our own destiny. In an increasingly connected world, a feeling of being an insect in a hive of insignificance in a world that is too big to make sense of and so we assume that it is random because of the implication of what we might have to confront if we assume that it is not random a belief is always there to enable the state of the believer for whatever task or purpose is at hand, so there must be something to this randomness, to the belief in randomness. It grants us the ability to assume that we're totally alone in this existence, in this universe, for a moment. To feel abandoned by reality. And that does serve a purpose. To feel abandoned in any context is an invitation to adulthood. To grow as people, we need that moment of being alone. The moment of feeling like our parents just left us out in the wild because that's when we get to be with ourselves and learn that we have many resources at hand and that we have the ability to use those resources so that we learn how to trust ourselves so to be exposed to the belief that everything is random and that the universe is an uncaring space, offers us the opportunity to experience a new level of loneliness, a new intensity of abandonment, that we can then use to grow from. Anyone feeling this, might eventually realize that we were never really alone that our thoughts are not our own but before getting to this point we might need to stew a little bit to wallow in our depression to be in a room full of people and yet to feel so disconnected and abandoned might be necessary to realize the extent of our connection to each other. So let's revisit insects in a hive. Honeybees, as we know, engage in quorum sensing. That is, the more experienced foragers among the hive active scouts. They explore an area until they find sites that would be suitable for a new hive when the hive needs to move. And when they're excited about a new location, they go back to the original hive and dance. They make movements to communicate with the other members of the hive that their new site is suitable as a new space that the whole hive can swarm and relocate to. Now, the suitability of the hive is communicated by the strength of the dancing, the strength of the communication that the bees who have found the new site are capable of achieving. So basically, the more suitable a new site is, the more it inspires the bees to move harder and stronger. And that communicates to the rest of the hive how suitable the new site is. And the more scouts, who are older, more experienced foragers, by the way... The more they go out to the, to the new site and find it inspiring and come back and shake their little bee-behinds harder, the more the hive is aware of the suitability of the new site. So as insects in a hive, when we explore as if we are using a similar process we can assume that when we've found something new, a new concept, a new belief, a new location, a new food that we become more enthusiastic about it when you've played a new game and it's amazing or you've met a wonderful new person or you just went to this restaurant that you've never been to before you can't help but be inspired be motivated to share what you have found with other people you wanna introduce the new friend you wanna take people to the new restaurant you wanna show people how to play the new game because it's exciting and it's exciting because it's suitable for you so Similarly, when you have an old site, an old hive, an old haunt that is no longer as exciting, it might be because it's not as suitable a home anymore and it's time to find a new home. For us, this could be a new value system even, not just a new space. So Assuming everything is random and letting yourself feel abandoned, letting yourself feel alone and hopeless, might be a way of letting everyone else in the hive know that wherever you're at, it's not a great place to be. But that also gives you the strength to, when you've gone through such a period, to know that you can face abandonment and crawl out of it yourself and that you have the, the strength to move forward and find a new site. It also leaves you open to other people because when you are at that point where you have become utterly hopeless then That leaves you more open to checking out a new site. This is why hopelessness is required for anyone who would like to be open to whatever is happening right now. Because change is constant change is certain, and whatever is happening right now is some sort of change. And in order to see what is happening, to accept what is happening, which allows you to see what is happening, you have to have a sort of hopelessness. Because with hope you might cling or hold on to Things that are in the middle of changing, thereby slowing down their change and causing yourself a lot of pain, frustration, and heartache, which sometimes, oftentimes, we need for growth. So let's return to the feeling of being an insect in a hive in a world full of large moving things that disrupt our every action that seem to get in the way of all our flights and all our fancies part of it Comes from thinking there is a way to influence the hive. That you, as an individual, can change the hive into something you would prefer. Say your current site is becoming too small. Or too dry. Or too wet. And it's time to change hives. You might be attached to the old site because that is all you have ever known. And so you want to influence the hive to stay in the old site. And you do that by being less willing perhaps to follow the scouts when they signal that they've found a new site that is better than the current site. And so you may, having hope for the old site, cling strongly to the old site. Since the hive is already there. That means you're doing something safe. And the scouts probably need you to do that because they don't leave the old site until the time is just right. And how the hive knows when the time is just right is when everyone is convinced. And everyone will not be convinced at the same time. So, the foragers, who are scouts, the older foragers who are scouts, who discovered the new site, might have been convinced as soon as they saw the new site. And they come and they dance, and maybe they convince another scout, another old forager with a lot of experience, to follow them. And they find the new site, and they come back. But that happens little by little. It is only through the conviction and the determination that the scouts have that the rest of the hive can know that it is safe to take flight as a swarm and go to the new site. And the testing of the scouts happens in the clinging of the rest of the hive because the scouts won't have the energy to keep on saying hey this new site is really great over and over again if the old site if the supporters of the old site aren't resisting this change then there's no way for the hive as a whole to know when it's time to move so this seeming conflict is actually how the hive is making its decision though when you are an individual in the hive it may seem like you are in a desperate conflict against each other and that you're alone when in fact this is the hive at work say you have a group of friends and you're used to going to Pizza Hut every Friday and you've been doing this for some years now and it all works and you actually do know a local Pizza Hut manager and you all compromised on this ages ago it was perhaps between Taco Bell and Pizza Hut until your friend Dave left, and since he was the only one pushing for Taco Bell, you all collapsed on Pizza Hut. And maybe Adam, your other friend, just found a new pizza place in town, and he raves about it again and again, and he tells you about the dough and that they have a cold-fired oven But you and your friends don't want to break a good thing. The Pizza Hut is, after all, in between all your houses. You know it. They know you. You have your specific table that you go to almost every time. And it's familiar. But Adam says, This other place, Rocco's, has great asparagus pizza Which sounds disgusting to you But maybe he's onto to something because he goes on about how They use a little blowtorch to fire it up and it's got lots of butter and The next time he tells you about how they put flowers on their pizza, which again sounds disgusting But he seems really really excited about it and this goes on for some months And you notice that Adam does not stop talking about this new pizza place. And maybe that's a sign, in and of itself, that they're onto something. That this new pizza place has a product so good that Adam, who you know, uh, will not spend too much time talking about anything, at once, if he's talking about this pizza place over and over again, then it must be good, then it must be worth trying. And so finally you all give in, and you go to the new pizza place, and it turns out there's a little something for everyone. And it's all mostly better than Pizza Hut. Except there are no fountain drinks, and that's a disappointment. But there's beer, and that's better than Pizza Hut, right? So you move to this new pizza place this kind of thing is happening all the time it's happening with media preferences, it's happening with value systems and it is obviously happening with pizza places whenever you're stuck playing one of the roles, whether you're the person trying to convince someone of a good new thing or you're trying to maintain the stability of an old good thing It's very easy to forget that you are not alone, that you're only having this discussion in the first place, that you're only getting mad at each other, say, or upset at the differences because you're all a part of the same group, and you're all trying to decide where to go together as a collective, and that decision will never be made by one of you alone, except when it is. When you follow a sense of where the hive is going, and you do that by paying attention to as many people and things that go to that as possible, then you can synthesize everything you know about everyone from paying attention widely, as widely as possible, and you can have that be your new preference. And the secret, of course is that that preference is actually going to be the hive's preference. But because it will appear to be your preference, you might have to sell the hive on it by being really determined. And the best way to show determination for a new site is to go there yourself. So instead of trying to convince people to adopt a new behavior, or a new fashion, or a new practice, or go to a new place, a new pizza place, instead of doing all that, it's much stronger to simply do it yourself. If you have the conviction from encountering this new place, if you get energy every time you go to this new place, this new way of life, if it gives you energy rather than costs energy, then that's a really good sign that you found something good. And you can get more of that energy by going to whatever new places you like, by exploring and finding many other places, and going there repeatedly, Until other people see the amount of energy you have, your excitement, your happiness, your joy, and they follow you that way. And that's going to be a much stronger way to convince people of a new site than preaching at them. Though, just like the bees in the hive, you can't really fake it. Because faking it costs energy, and eventually you will burn out. So I give you this model, this new site, and I'm telling you that it works pretty well for me. It's yours, and it's mine.